Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. This is your host, the queen of soft style, the Twitterless heroine herself, the ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, and lots of other names. But the one you got to remember, well, Miranda Morales. I'm your host, and welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I know I've just said all that, but, you know, repetition. Sometimes you got to say things. You know what they say in school. Sometimes you got to say things multiple times over and over in different ways so that way you can retain it. So that's why I just did that whole spiel probably twice for you. But you're going to remember the name Miranda Morales. And this is my show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network that can be found on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yes, thechairshot.com is your source for wrestling news and information, including podcasts and other articles uh, to pop culture and sports. So there's a ton of variety available for you at thechairshot.com. Now, this thechairshot.com. is most- always use your head. Really? You know, I, I you said it again. I, you said it. And so I had to do it. Yeah, but you don't always do the the plug every time I say it. Well, how am I supposed to know if I'm supposed to do it or not supposed to do it? Are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? You just, 
No, we've been doing this show and multiple shows now for quite some time. It's going on two years, so uh, you should just know. I, uh, I like to keep it interesting. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! So there you go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is my co-host, the one and only, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, Greg DeMarco. What's up? So. <laughs> so here we are first video edition of the hashtag yeah. Miranda show very excited to be back this is a fresh face Miranda um so just just you know working on some different looks for 2021 um I see you got a little bit of a new look yourself you got a new t-shirt I do What's have that? a new t-shirt yeah I've got um this shirt is for iron and cloth iron and cloth clothing company um iron and cloth.co I you know I work with different companies at different times and and Love doing that and still working with Not Dead Can't Quit as well. Um, but this one is one that I've been with for a little bit of time now. And they, um, on their website, they kind of revamped everything, revamped all their offerings, and even have a new blog section of their website. And if you go to ironandcloth.co, now you'll see some stuff from me on there as well. They want to follow along with my journey um you know through both the weight loss and and as we're now up to or down to i don't know how you would phrase it 80 80 pounds gone um so a a larger child than than the small child that it was before and of course the 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 fight um with with chronic myeloid leukemia they want to talk about that as well so uh just following along and so you know and 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 uh and kind of my rule you know if people are going to send me stuff i'm going to wear it so yeah, this is going to be coming in. True. This one actually arrived today, uh, along with another one that I wore to CrossFit tonight. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. And of course, you can go to Iron and Cloth, ironandcloth.co. You can follow them at Iron and Cloth on social media as well. But if you go to their website and use the promo code DeMarco, you'll save 10% on their stuff as well. So, you know, not only do I bring you things, I, I bring you discounts. And, and so that's something that I want to want to do and, and, and for the people. So go out there, check it out. Probably see something from me on their site once a week. They'll promote it. Uh, I'll promote it as well. I haven't promoted. By the time you listen to this or watch this, I will have promoted what they did. But, you know, I want to space it out and give them some more some more time some more pub so yeah very excited about that iron and cloth dot co great that is a wonderful news congratulations on the partnership with them don't forget that if you want to follow greg in all of his uh crossfit instagram famous fabulousness you can do that at chair shot greg uh, you can also follow the chair shots at chair shot media um, and this is on twitter instagram and facebook me miranda morales you can find me on instagram and facebook at the hashtag miranda not on twitter ergo the twitterless heroine saying i wouldn't be calling that if i had a, a twitter uh but if you do want to follow me on twitter well you can do that at chair shot media uh every so often i will uh be taking over the chair shot twitter account uh for special events so make sure that if you uh want to get a glimpse of me navigating the terrible uh, attempt at, at twitter and the twitter verse horrible and, and wrestling twitter it's it's not great, but uh, I I do my best, uh, and it's been a while. So the next time I'm actually on the Chairshot Twitter account, it's gonna be a hot mess, um, guaranteed. Which is just Twitter in general, anyway. So you fit right in. Okay, good, good. So really I, I fit in real nicely. You you do. I mean, it, it's 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 perfect, and that's why it's it's good. You know, four or five times a year, like it just works. It yes. just works. 
So speaking of new t-shirts, social media, all of that, and thechairshot.com, Greg, it's time to wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot to get your very own chairshot t-shirt. There at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You can find over 25 different t-shirt designs in support of the chairshot.com. This includes the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts. Of course, the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag save tag team wrestling, the t-shirt that everyone loves to hate. Everyone hates Greg. And of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, all available for you. And of course, you can get that and all of the t-shirts in soft style and any style that you really want. Also, we have multiple colors, um, so that way you can get a shirt that is customized just for you. So go to check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and purchase your t- uh, t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. All right, so this week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show, we have three topics, which is a lot for me because I know that uh, I get carried away. We can get carried away in conversation, legit. So we are going to try to keep these concise, yet informative and opinionated because that's what we do. But these are three topics that kept me Just saying, I have it. I have it. I'm not afraid to use it. Is this your show? So let's also talk real quick. So the Greg DeMarco show has changed again. And for those of you who have seen it It or not seen it, so about every six months, Greg will change the Greg DeMarco show to some other show. New new title, new concept, all of that. Um, And and literally the last iteration was uh, Chair Shot Radio. And one day he accidentally called it the Greg DeMarco show. And he's like, I guess I'm just going to keep going back and calling it the Greg DeMarco show. That's, That's literally so true. All it took. It's literally how it happened. And he just, he just accidentally called it the Greg DeMarco show. And he's like, I guess I'm going to change the whole format again. Cool. And then chair shot radio evolved into the daily chair shot radio, which can be found on the chairshot.com. That is great. Really quick snippets, great uh, topics. You should all check out Chair Shot Radio. Um, but yeah, that was the last iteration of the Greg DeMarco show change. And now it's changed uh, to Face Heel Radio. Baby Face, Baby Face Heel Baby Podcast. Face. Baby Face Heel. See, I don't even know the name. I'm not even going to learn it for quite some time because I don't think it's going to stick. It's going to stick. So how good? I mean, the first episode went really well. It did go really well. I just won't remember the name. We don't need to change the name every six months. But it is say, different. Hey, there the are Greg differences. Show, and like, we're just changing the format. But we, when we did, when we went to Chair Shot Radio, we just changed the name. Like we didn't change the format. Like there were format differences this time around in the order of operations and the order of conversation and and in a certain topic that's going to go week to week. I mean, it's definitely there are some differences this time, other that than just the name. Your first mistake here. This is the land of no order here. 
There is no oh, law and, and order. That's it's the way my it should law be. and order here. I am the law. Jesus. All right, fine. Be the law. Shit. Go ahead. Be the law. Like it's it's fine. It's your show, man. You're 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 good. I'm just trying to say, dude, I like the new format, bro. Like really. Like I like it. I think it's actually good. is a good format. You guys you guys should check out uh Babyface Heel uh radio podcast the third I don't I'm, again I'm I'm gonna You're welcome. get the name right for a while. That should be a thing. And that when should I really be a thing. Finally get it right, then he's gonna change it because he's a spiteful man, that Greg DeMarco. Yes and no. If you listen to yeah. the Tuesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio, yes and no, which wasn't even. You guys just need to. It wasn't even just, the design. Just listen to our our uh, Greg DeMarco end of twenty twenty year awards. Just just listen to that. And oh yeah. No, don't yeah. don't do that. No, I don't want people connecting dots. I really don't. There's no well, look, the other dots are it's literally every other episode of the Greg DeMarco show for the past two years. You get little clips and hints. This is very much like the national treasure type of podcast where he has little hints yes. in each one. You collect all the hints and then you finally figure out what that topic is about. When the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio is what you're talking about, it is amazing. I had so much fun putting it together. Um, of course, this show being released on Thursday, you guys all know we record these things on Tuesday. Tuesdays. Um, but I'm super excited about it and hope everybody has a chance to listen to it. Get that history lesson and, uh, and have a lot of fun. So it's, uh, and I'll do it again soon. Cause there's plenty of that topic to talk plenty, about. Plenty of stuff. Yes. No. Anyway. Today's, today's three topics. One one of the topics we talked about last week, so you know it's coming, but the next two, uh, or these other two, I'm going to sandwich one of them in the middle, uh, but uh, one for sure you know we're going to talk about, because we talked about it last week, and that's Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. Um, We have some thoughts on Hard to Kill, especially the main event. However, first, before we do that, uh, this was something I kind of thought of on, on a whim, but something I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time, and this is just a personal uh, love that I have that I am glad the world is getting to experience. Um, and that is the love of resumes. And you wonder who loves resumes? Well, you know what, you know, who's been killing it in the resume game. That's Billy Kay. And, uh, this whole idea of her resume and headshot has gotten me so over it's, it's not even funny. Now let's get this straight. So Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, um, formerly the Iconics. They broke up last year for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Uh, but they are both really comedic. They're both very talented. And you could tell the amazing chemistry they had in the ring as they were friends, as they were even sisters. You know, it, at one point it was speculated that it was because they really wanted to have this push for Peyton Royce. Um, and and But you still left wondering, you know, what is going to happen to Billy Kay? And she has always had the comedic chops, I think, of the two, even though Peyton um, is is very funny in her own sense. I've really gravitated more towards Billy's sense of humor because it's a little bit louder. It's a little bit more outlandish. And I think she takes a lot of quirky things and makes them her own. And the one thing I've seen her do uh, as, as of late that I think she's taken the ball and run is this concept of, of her resume. Um, and a headshot that she's been sending out, pr- passing out to uh, members of the locker room. Of course, I had to Adam Pierce one time to try and, and be hired at his assistant. 
Um, and I think it's really just taken over. We saw it too on WWE social media. Uh, she was on the bump talking about the resume. It's now become when she's on commentary, it's all about the resume. That is part of her shtick that she has this elaborate resume that details all of her accomplishments and that she kind of pawns off to people to say, hey, I could be a part of your team. Look at my resume. Now, this comes special to me because I've had almost like a deep-rooted career in resume writing. I've had experience working in jobs related to uh, resume writing for youth and adults. And so I literally spent years working on resumes. Even just of late, Greg and I have worked on our resumes, some of it for fun, some of it, you know, to actually get get jobs. Uh, But I have a deep affinity and love for resumes. It's a weird thing, but you know what? I have loved it. And I feel like Billy Kay has just pushed this and gotten the resume, the rep and the respect it has deserved. What are your thoughts? So, you know, I always like to offer a unique perspective and I look at things from a, from a different angle sometimes. And this is one of those things, because I agree with everything you said, and I really can't add to it, <laughs> to be hundred percent honest. I can't, yeah. I can't build upon what you said. Billy Kay has done amazing. Here's what I love about this. The best things in WWE, okay, let me rephrase that. Sometimes the, the mid to lower card storylines are the most entertaining. And here's why. Because they put so much time and effort into the other ones, the higher level storylines, that there's a little more flexibility in kind of winging it that goes along with these. Our truth I mean, the stuff that R-Truth has been doing since, since you know, the wild card championship or, or the 24-7 championship was introduced. The same time they introduced the wild card rule. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Which, if you don't remember, Miranda really went, misses and, and wants him to bring I back. I miss it so much. I mean, are um, we still not in it, technically? I mean, we just uh, don't call it by name, but I feel like we still have it. It can happen. Anyway. It can happen. Um... That's really, if you want to be just frank with everything, AEW and Impact Wrestling just ripped off WWE with the wild card rule. That's all they did. So, um, that's anybody who does anything now crossover is just ripping yes, off the wild yes. card rule. Crossover, wild but, card rule. No, the thing, like, I feel like Billy Kay probably has some freedom with this and, and has some flexibility to do and, and take it in different directions. And I think that's done really well and, and amazing. That's allowed her to shine. The other thing I would say is that Vince McMahon kind of knows what he's doing. Okay, like everyone was like, why would you break up the Iconics? Why? And, and they're great together. Okay, they are fantastic together. They're probably better together than they are apart. But I don't think we'd see what we're seeing out of Billy Kay right now if we didn't break up the Iconics. And the internet told us that we broke up the Iconics so that Peyton Royce could get a push. But nothing that the company has really done has told us that. Okay, the internet has told us that. And we're all a bunch of marks so we believe what we read on the internet. But really... There's nothing. She hasn't gotten this monster push. She hasn't gotten anything. Sometimes WWE will look at an act and say, okay, you're in the middle of the card. You're not drawing. You're not selling tickets. You're not something that we can't live without. So let's shake it up and just see what happens. They love to do that. And what happens is Billy Kay, personal assistant, you know, deluxe trying to get a job everywhere. And so we'll put you guys on your own and see who will thrive. And she's the one who's thriving. I don't believe they broke them up to, to see, to push Peyton Royce. I believe they broke them up to see what would happen and to see. Well, yeah. And I do think maybe at first there seemed to be a push for, for Peyton. I think that she was put in a lot more singles matches. We didn't really see Billy at all. Um, for, for quite some time. So I, I think that maybe there is an element of truth to that, but maybe 
if it didn't happen in the time frame or the way that maybe clicked for them or, or made sense, um, then I, I think, you know, other things just got pushed yeah. forward um, and, they, and they moved on. I think taking something as quirky and almost as simple as this personal assistant resume headshot combination and the way that she's interjected. And she's always been good at that, though. I think her comedy, especially a lot of their best stuff was done through uh, WWE, like backstage vignettes and interviews. Um, and so I think Billy was able to bring that more into vignettes throughout SmackDown and bring that humor that I think, you know, especially for, for fans um, and, and quirky fans seem to to like. And now it's part of her, you know, gimmick. She takes pictures Absolutely. now with with the headshot and the resume. Everything she talks about is adding it to the resume. Kind of the, the biggest fun part uh, about it recently is her attempt to join the riot squad. And I also kind of like this idea of like she feels maybe a little out of place without Peyton. And so she's finding trying to find these new slots to kind of fill in. Um, and, and so she's been trying to join the riot squad. She uh uh, added moshing to her resume. Uh, talked about how she's a fan of Blink One Eighty Two. Totally out of her element. And and again, the 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 resume in it of itself is a bit nerdy. I understand the love of resumes is a total nerd thing. I'm fully aware of this. Uh, but the fact that it's almost as as just like in real life, if you put it on your resume, no matter what it is, real or not, you may be able to get away with it. And people believing it. So I think there's lots of fun little layers to this. I think she's done a fantastic job with, with her character. And um, really, I, in some ways, I get what you mean as far as to see what happens when they break up. Because I also feel like part of uh, Billy's persona now is finding a new team, a new partner, something different. Um, because of the fact that she was so connected and tied to Peyton Royce. Um, I feel like Peyton hasn't necessarily had some of those same challenges. If anything, it's, you know, not gelling with other people. It's been almost the opposite where, and in some ways that's almost less interesting. And I think that could be the big difference is that, you know, Billy's search of finding a new role in a new fit um, is more entertaining than what Peyton is doing. And so I think that to people could be a bit of a surprise because I think initially there was more of a focus on Peyton than there was on Billy. But I do think that when it comes to the comedic chops and the entertainment, Billy has always had the stronger hand. Um, I just, I just feel like she's always had that in her, the way that she delivers oh, yeah. uh, her lines, her non-verbal cues, her facial expressions and, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she's had this time to shine. And again, she's given the resume the respect it deserves. Everyone needs to have a really good resume. Check out her resume online, too. She does a great job of, you know, bullet point format, uh, action verbs. People forget the action verbs. You know, you got to start off your bullet points with action verbs because you got to capture the reader's attention. She also does a great job of quantifying some of her uh, achievements as far as, you know, being a tag team champion. Um, also, uh, some of some other elements in there she quantifies. I don't have a resume in front of me, but I'm, I'm just remembering some of the more standout-ish uh, aspects of the, of the resume. Because I remember I gave such good critiques. I did reach out mm-hmm. on social media. Like, I remember that. These are some great things, great things on the resume. I, these are things that I would have taught kids to do with the resume. She's educating the youth. She's teaching the children. It's and important. that's really the most important thing as a WWE superstar is that you're teaching the children. You know what I look forward to? So 
Remember when Gold? We know what I have forward to look forward to, and then I'm about to say this. Remember when Goldust had Tourette's many years ago in WWE? Like his character had Tourette's. That came about because he would do it backstage as a joke, and they did it on TV. I wonder if while Billy Kay was not doing anything, if she jokingly was going around showing people her resume, trying to get back on television, like like as a joke, like since they're not going to use me, I'm going to do this, and it was a joke, and it became something. I hope like four or five years from now, when the Iconics are back together, and if I had this long run as WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, and they do like a Chronicle whatever special on the WWE Network, that it comes out that she was doing this as a joke backstage because she wasn't being used, and they ended up using it on television. Because that's the kind of thing that would happen, especially on this level of a storyline. And I really hope that's what it is, because I love it. I'm a big fan of it i hope it continues hope it turns into something and again just remember sometimes things aren't what they seem and sometimes if you just let it play out really cool things can happen and i think it's a really cool thing i hope they sell these on wweshop.com i would they really should i would they really should it's that simple it's literally a headshot on one side and a resume on the other like i'd buy it i would buy it and i don't buy a lot of things from wweshop.com but I would, I would buy it. And okay. again, too, I mean, if you think about it, if, if they were selling these, you know, if there was people in arenas, how many people do you think would just have that that headshot of her? Um, and when she would come out, oh my goodness, just wave, oh my goodness, she'd be so yes. over. Like, like she'd be, she'd be the kind of over that you know everyone complains about. Like she got too over, they didn't want her to get that over. Yeah, like people yeah. would literally, she if they sold that, that at the that, arena you know, for five bucks a pop. You could probably sell over a thousand of them every show. Like, yeah, and literally. that's so easy. Think about the ROI. I mean, literally, like a Kinko's, like quick trip. You could sell those things. Double sided. It's probably like seventy five cents a copy. Sell it for ten bucks. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. God. Like, try. Oh my goodness. It's such just, a good. Come coming up with all the concepts. So that is the first topic. My love and you know what you know what that would be, right? That would be like a plane full of money. Money plane. Okay, I'm good. <sighs> Tons of money. Money, 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 money. You, you print out, you print out the the resumes and the headshots, <laughs> and you just get get back the money, rolling money. in the money, money, rolling in the money. Highest grossing WWE superstar. Because think about it, I mean, she would sur- Are you saying she shirt. would surpass the new day? Is what you're saying? Like that'd be amazing, right? They, I mean, but that that were like they had booty. They literally sold Bootyo cereal. Yes, like they, actual they, boxes of cereal. Yes, cereal. Like, I mean, actually, one of my very first episodes, I believe, of the Hashtag Miranda show was us talking about some silly merchandise. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about the body spray. I think you talked about the Hulk Hogan exercise. The weightlifting kit, yep. The weightlifting. I had that as a kid. I had uh, the DX Beanie Babies. Um, I mean, there's been crazier things. So, again, just WWE, because we know you listen. Just Absolutely. start selling it. I will. I will buy it. I will. You know, frame it. I actually have to get two because then I have to frame the headshot and then I have to also frame the resume. Um, so yeah, to, you would have, and a lot of people would buy two just for that yeah. reason. Oh god, money! Yes. Just a license to print money. Oh my! Thank goodness. you, Billy so Kay, good. for for having resumes. You know, for for giving resumes the respect that it deserves. Uh, for, you know, taking your time on it for good form, good action verbs, your bullet points, quantifying your experiences and successes. Just that's, that's, that's I mean, the, the greatest compliment. Let me, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to give you a random transition soundbite just because I feel like you need something to transition. So here we go. Enough is enough. 
I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking window. I mean, it's because I could talk on resumes for forever. But literally, it is it is a, a passion and a hobby of mine uh, on top of very former previous jobs I've had. But that's not what you tuned into the show about. Obviously not. It's a different episode. If anyone needs resume help, just send me a shout out. You can email me your resume. I'd be happy to look over your resumes and give my thoughts. And I, again, I used to do this as a job. So please feel free to reach me, uh, Miranda Morales, 2508 at gmail.com. Send me your resumes. Happy to review them. Next topic though. We're going to sandwich in Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. Now, we spent all of last week's episode talking about Hard to Kill. Some of it was for nostalgia's sake sake, because uh, last year I attended Hard to Kill um, in Dallas, Texas. It was my first Impact event. It was a very special time and memory for me. And, well, 2021 looks very different because, well, of the pandemic and everything. So uh, I... So, you know, celebrated a whole year of being uh, actually an an invested Impact Wrestling fan, uh, being able to compare the matches from 2020 to 2021. And so, uh, and Greg and I gave some of our thoughts and also uh, predictions of Hard to Kill. Uh, I won't be going over the full card uh, as far as in detail, but a few uh, important notes uh, on this card um first off we have new impact knockouts tag team champions uh the team of tasha steels and kiera hogan beat the team of nevea and havoc uh we do now uh have a new name for tasha steels and kiera hogan the team of fire and flavor and this was something that both of us were, were hoping for um, overall, too. This was <laughs> I'm a, sorry. What's their name? Fire and Flavor. Are they also going to start a YouTube channel where they go around to donut stores? Like, I mean, it's really close I mean, to they... a former WWE women's tag team name. I'm just saying. Like, really close. Oh, so anytime anyone uses the, the name Fire, like, it's already, you know, infringement? I mean, Fire and something. Like, we did just have Fire and Desire. Like, couldn't they have at least been Flava and Fire just to not be a total ripoff of Fire and Desire? Hogan has been synonymous with Fire for quite some time. And, I, I know, but I'm just saying, like... It's been done. I actually think it is more reminiscent of Proud and Powerful, almost like that. To me, resonates more. Wait, who's that? Comparison than Proud and Powerful. Oh, that's that team that never gets to wrestle on AEW. That's right. Ah, uh, there goes the the jab. And you know what? You throw your jabs in early because there's plenty of more room for Greg to to put in his jabs for, oh, for yeah. AEW. Anyways. Uh, again, I think it's a great decision um, to have uh, Tasha Seals and Kiera Hogan as your inaugural new uh, tag team champions. I think I, I just love their dynamic. They're so fun in the ring. I think they just bring a really fresh sense to the knockouts division. Um, and so um, I'm, I'm happy with this decision. And I make I make fun of them, but I agree. I think that I'm glad they won. Yes. Now, another interesting thing, and you've kind of called this for a while, but we finally saw it. Matt Cardona made uh, his in-ring appearance at uh, Hard to Kill. Uh, Ace Austin came out 
wanting a opportunity at the X division championship. He demanded a match. Uh, Scott Demore came out and said, I'll give you a match, but it's not going to be for the X division championship. Instead, Matt Cardona came out, um, formerly Zach Ryder. Um, now this match ended in disqualification because of Madman Fulton interfering, but this is something you've called for quite some time. You, you believe that he's a better fit for impact than he ever was for AEW. I do. I do. Unfortunately for A's Austin, he ran into the fire and flavor of the month that impact wrestling has. And that is Zach Ryder, Matt Cardona. I I just, I mean, I said that Impact Wrestling was the best place for him to go. WWE is still the best place for Matt Cardona to be. Like, I just, he just, I don't know what it is about him. I just don't see it outside of WWE. I really don't. Like, I feel like he's, I feel like he's playing wrestler. Whereas in WWE, I felt like he was at least somewhat believable. But every other place I've seen him, I feel like he's playing a wrestler. He's trying too hard to prove WWE wrong instead of just going out there and getting over. Right? That's what Dusty used to tell people. Go out there and get over. And I don't feel like he's doing that. Like, he's over uh, because of what he's done previously. But, like, look at some of the greatest wrestlers. Modern day greatest wrestlers of all time. Seth Rollins. Right? He went from Shield Seth to Corporate Seth to Babyface Burn It Down Seth to basically Jesus Seth, right? Like Zack Ryder hasn't changed in a decade. Like he's still, you know, true Long Island story. Like it's just, you know, do so. I don't think he can do anything different. That's why I think he's, he's best going and trying to be our truth. Like I really agree with that, but he wants to be a big time star. Whereas our truth, just laughing all the way to the bank. Um, Poor Ace Austin, like, Dude, look and, where he was a year ago, before, and look where he is now. Like, yeah, I think I was gonna that say the week before, he's fodder for Zack Ryder. X, <laughs> yeah, he won the Super X Cup, and so you thought, you know, and this was after him not being around. For, for Those specials months. are meaningless, though. Like that Super no, X Cup I, was done to fill you a know, card. But, uh, but I see that it, it, it's a weird message to send almost that you have this whole one night tournament, he wins it. And then what were you going to do? You can't have him lose to someone brand new, but you want to, you know, have that, that new person also have a, a strong win. So I, I wasn't a fan of this execution. I thought that they could have done this in a different way. I think this could have actually waited for an episode of impact um, because I felt like uh You've already done a lot of these reveals at uh, Slammiversary and. Um, yeah, but this is live like, and can't get reported anywhere. Like, that's the big thing. Like, it couldn't have been leaked. Yeah. And yeah. and that's and I made the mistake of, of saying last week that Hard to Kill was pre-taped and I was wrong. Um, and see, there I, I'll admit what I'm wrong. But I do think that that's probably why they did it was because had it happened, had they recorded it over the weekend and it was going to happen this Tuesday someone would have said something and probably Matt Cardona. So yeah, I just eh, fell flat with me. Yeah. Speaking of things that have been pre-taped and well, looks like uh, someone's time with the company has ended. Uh, Deanna Parazzo uh, defended the knockouts championship against Taya Rat Valkyrie. Um, she won. She retained the championship uh, with the Venus de Milo on uh, Taya Valkyrie. And a lot of speculation that this is the end for her. Um, they alluded to it tonight, actually, on uh, Impact. 
So part of storyline wise, uh, kind of tying up, hopefully this, because that's so it's kind of draining who shot Johnny Bravo. Um, it was revealed that it was Taya who did that. And so she was sent off to uh, the clinker and there was some, notes on there as far as which which one she was going to go to they made it very mysterious but alluded to uh you know multiple locations where she could go i.e multiple companies but it does look like her time many of them in the state of florida (laughs) well yeah i mean they they did they did they more alluded to big picture you know stanford versus you know yeah uh jacksonville versus even baltimore was mentioned so they really going to Baltimore. You know what's funny? Like I, I'll give Impact Wrestling credit. The one thing they do well is write off a person. Like like they write off a person. They kill them. They send them to jail. Like they just know how to write somebody out. Continuity, and, yes, yes, yes. Like Ethan Page is now dead, and and you know they killed. Yeah, Allie. I mean they yeah the they've people killed. Die. So many uh, yeah, characters. Uh, and they even talked about, like, on their Twitter, they talked about, you know, the murders that have happened in Impact Wrestling. And Taya going to jail um, is, is great. I look forward to seeing her on NXT and then on whatever brand John Morrison's on. I but it'll be entertaining. Hope it's NXT. Oh, I, I just had, you know, that that's a mark out for me, Taya going to NXT. I I would love it uh, if, if she did. So, um, but it, it's, okay, it also Mark. is kind of a sad I don't care. And, oh, no. And, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'm not, I played that as a good in. thing. I played that as a good thing. Oh, hey, Mark. That's, it's, it's, it's a good opportunity. Like, wrestling should make yes. people do that. Yes. Um, but overall, I mean, this was a, a great kind of farewell match as far as a very more serious technical match that she's had. We've seen her more in a fun character gimmick. But at the core of it, Taya is a very good, fierce wrestler and i felt like that's what we got in this match it, it kind of felt like it was a little abrupt in the end um and i don't know if that was just the way that they meant to do it but um and maybe it was just more of a clean cut abrupt kind of finish but um it, it didn't allow any room for ambiguity so i feel like that that could have been the message that they were sending um but i think that it was you know, a really fitting match for someone who's a big competitor. And the fact that she really did a fantastic job of putting over the current knockouts champion, Dorana Pratt. So like, it really is her division. Now I feel like in the people that she's beaten and in the matches that she's had, it really has sold that this is her division now and she's forming it in her vision. And so I think uh, it's a great way of not only kind of ending the chapter with Taya um, and, and doing it in a way that's in a memorable match, but also reaffirming the future of the knockouts division with Deanna Prazzo. Yeah. And, and I love, I don't mind when champions lose if they win that, like, like if you, I, I consider someone to be a long-term champion, even if they lose it, and then win it right back. Like yeah. if if you watch UFC, right, anybody can lose. And and there are very few UFC fighters who retire undefeated because you can get caught. And Deanna Parazzo getting caught by uh by by Sue Young the way she did with no preparation, but then winning it back when she had preparation, yeah. like that's to me to I I know people hate it when we bounce titles around. But that's a bouncing of a title around that I actually like and think is a good way to tell a story. I also like the fact that that Taya, who has been somewhat of a joke, was allowed to go out there and remind everybody just how good she is. Put her over decisively because you should put her over decisively because you're leaving. And and now, it really, like you said, it is her division. And I think that um, 
she's she landed in the right spot and i think she's doing great things and i actually hope she holds that belt for a long time even if there's another interruption that she's able to turn around like again say she loses it six months from now to a random odb match but wins it back on impact two weeks later i'm down a hundred percent down because i don't believe in the fact that a champion's hurt when they lose like that it's just anything should be able to happen yeah, the formula right with Kylie Ray. I feel like that's what they were building towards with this big baby face push with her. And I feel like they had the formula. They can still do that with somebody else um, on the roster. I don't know if they go back and visit Jordan Grace at any point. Um, maybe it's it's someone else um, uh, on the roster. Maybe it's someone who's not there yet um, and, and will be coming at one point. Who knows? But I feel like they have some formulas there with different things that they can do. And I would love to see you know, kind of eventually maybe the story that they were supposed to tell with Kylie Ray done with, with somebody else. Um, maybe what they told was the story they were going to tell with Kylie Ray. Maybe that's what was supposed to happen. Maybe, maybe Kylie Ray was supposed to win it and lose it right back. And yeah, and that's a, that's a good point. Maybe that they did that with, with Sue Young and, and, and um, said it was told with, with, cause I can't, who knows. It would, I mean, if she just was there and lost it that quickly to Kylie Ray and then didn't win it back, like, I feel like what would we've missed out on with Deanna Parazzo? Yeah. You know, and, and I hope, I hope what we're seeing with Deanna Parazzo is not on accident. No, I don't, I don't think there's, there's, that's on accident. I don't know if there would have been a back and forth or maybe this was going to be more of a long run with Kylie Ray and she'd had multiple attempts before she finally got it. So that's what I mean more of like, I feel like they built up a really, really good baby face in Kylie Ray and we were going to get that matchup. I don't know if at, uh, at Bound for Glory that was going to be the match that we were going to get in which she won, but I felt like that was going to be really almost the beginning of a very good long story that we could get a lot like again like uh bailey in nxt as someone who kept fighting and kept losing and kept fighting and kept losing and eventually gets the big prize so i still feel like there's potential in that as far as ethan page versus the karate man if you want to know more our thoughts about that you can actually listen to this week's edition of Babyface heel podcast uh, of the Babyface Heel podcast, um, because we talk in depth about that, the cinematography aspect of it, Ethan Page's thoughts on it, and then our thoughts on uh, kind of his thoughts on the match. Lots of thoughts yeah, on the match. Lots of thoughts. Uh, lots of thoughts on that match. But you can listen more uh, about that on Babyface Heel radio podcast, the thing we talk about. Really, it's still the Greg DeMarco show. No, it's 3.0, not. 7.0. No, it isn't. I, if you just call it Babyface Heel, I think that's fine. If you just throw those two out there, you can. Babyface Heel podcast. Nope. The Babyface Heel podcast show. It's all it's all the same. But one day, Greg's just going to accidentally call it Greg DeMarco show, and we'll be back at score one. Nope, not going to happen. It's going to be <laughs> this forever. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! All right, so main event time. This is supposed to be the groundbreaking interpromotional match. Rich Swan and Chris Sabin and Moose, which we'll talk about that in a second, versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. So uh, just about two days before the, the match itself, it was announced that Alex Shelley was going to be removed from the match due to circumstances. Uh, due to Alex and, Shelley being Alex Shelley. Yes, that's pretty much what they said. He even cut a promo about it. 
Okay. Um, and he does it he all was the being... time. Like this happens to him so much. Like I remember in Ring of Honor when he did this, and and he was referred to a couple years later, and it was like, and this is when Alex Shelley wasn't able to be in this match due to an unfortunate bridge burning incident. Is how it was qualified. Like very well written by Ari Bernstein at Four One One Mania. I just stop, Alex Shelley. Like whatever you're doing to get in your own way, stop. Or maybe you know wrestling's an art form, and and he's he's a hobbyist, and yes, he's got his Look, physical I'm, therapy I'm, stuff anyway. Go be a physical therapist. Wrestle on the weekends, like seriously. So that change happened, which then threw kind of a pretty interesting dynamic into this mix. I mean, Moose has been very adamant about facing Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. He has himself has proclaimed himself the TNA World Heavyweight Championship um, as the true champion. So it did throw a pretty interesting mix in here. And it was talked about throughout the night of where Moose's allegiance was going to be. Was he going to be a good partner with Rich Swan and Chris Sabin, or is was he going to be out for himself? Um, ultimately what I think this match ended up doing as far as who shined the most was Moose. I feel like he benefited a lot from this match. I think his athleticism, um, was on display as, as someone who could be really agile. Um, uh, that, that standing flip was uh, amazing. And also someone though, who could go toe to toe with, uh, Kenny and the good brothers in a physical stance. I feel like he benefited the most, whether it was on purpose, accident, however it came about, he looked the best out, out of pretty much anyone here. I don't think the expectations for us were set high on set necessarily the the performance by Kenny Omega, because I think a lot of this was more just, you know, a, a match that was more about telling a, a long game story. Um, and as Greg has mentioned, a, a prep project, a personal project for, for Kenny and Don whatever that may be. But ultimately the ending that we kind of, can I, can I say something about moose first real quick? Um, Cause you're right. You're You're right. And and of course we weren't ready for it because we found out like day of or day before. Um, Here's the problem with moose's performance. And the problem with moose's performance has nothing to do with moose's performance outside of you. Who's really talking about moose's performance. I feel like it's gotten some traction and, and buzz. You know, compared to what I don't know, compared to what people are talking about happened in the the result of the match, it's like 1% to 99%. Like, no one cares what Moose did because of the result of the match. Yeah, and that's what I was going to go to. Ultimately, I don't think this match had the impact, pun intended, uh, that it was meant to when this. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This is such good shit. You deserve some credit for that. This is such good shit. There you go. You get yours. Thank you, thank here's, you very much. Here's your flowers. Thank you. Uh, here's your sticker. Good job. Um, it, it didn't have the same impact that I think we had thought and hoped for as fans. Um, when Kenny Omega came to Impact Wrestling the night after winning the AEW World Championship, it was super buzzworthy. There was a big spike in viewership uh, for Impact Wrestling, both on TV and uh, on Twitch. And it was because, wow, you know, we are seeing this crossover uh, with Impact and AEW with the world champion happening. However, again, as, as I've stated, all this has really felt is AEW just kind of crapping on Impact as this little tiny engine that could 
that's so cute and adorable. And so we're going to help you out and we'll get you, you know, some more viewerships and we'll do this and that. But really it was this catty condescending uh, partnership. And again, God only knows what, what is real and what is fake in, in some of this. I, I do feel like there's this essence of them that feels like, yes, they really are helping, but I do feel there is a somewhat sense of, of cattiness of, you know, AEW so great, um, even though they're just this upstart compared to kind of the history of impact wrestling. And they're just doing impact a, a huge favor by having Kenny on there. Um, we did see the the good brothers on uh, AEW television here or there, but we didn't really know what it was going to lead to. And so the end result of this match was um, Kenny Omega pinning Rich Swan, pulling the V trigger and the one winged angel, pinning the Impact World Champion. So the AEW champion pinned the Impact World Champion on an Impact pay-per-view. So tell me, how does this help? Now, I think there's been some people who are saying there's the long game. Wait, there's there's the long game. There, there's going to be a chance for Rich Swan to get his revenge and I don't see it. I don't see that happening. I don't think at any point, because usually too in a program, there's usually some point where, you know, one person gets the upper hand on the other. There was probably one week where, you know, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich One did get an attack in on Kenny and the Good Brothers, but not enough to make it believable of they actually had a chance. I just think at no point was there any indication that Rich One had any chance of defeating or being successful against Kenny. And it wasn't even, you know, the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan. When you really looked at it, it really was more about, you know, ultimately how do we see Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan? And, you know, the result was, you know, your world champion, your Impact World Champion got pinned by the AEW champion. Clean. When a mid-carder wins a world title, you got to do something after that. You got to build them. Right. Since the mid Carter has won the world title, he had a high profile win against a lower mid Carter in Chris Bay. Let's be honest. Okay. We love Chris Bay. All we do. He's lower mid card than rich Swan. And, and then he's been a secondary act in this AEW impact feud rivalry. And, and in the end, he's just going to lose his title to moves like rich Swan sucks. In all of this, like it sucks to be Rich Swan. Like the only thing he has going for him, if Patrick Redout were here, he'd tell you the only thing he has going for him is that he's married to Sue Young. Like he's got nothing. And and she's probably in a higher profile role in the company now because she's with Diana Parazzo. Like it's just, and she's doing her best Karen, which people didn't see when she first showed up. Like it was obvious with the hairdo. Um, but like, it's just Rich Swan. And, and I want to say poor Rich Swan, but here's the thing, man never should have been world champion. Like, and I don't even feel like he's a world champion. I didn't feel like he was a world champion when he was world champion. When Sheamus beat John Cena in a tables match for the WWE championship, he was a mid Carter, but then they built him after that. And now Sheamus is a hall of famer. Wait, you know, once he retires, he's going to the hall of fame. And, and he's had so many amazing elements to his career. He's won a Royal Rumble. He's a king. Oh, Rich Swan. again, if he was on AEW, he'd be on Dark. If he was back in WWE, he'd be on 205 Live, NXT, or not being used on Raw or SmackDown. Like, 
I like Rich Swan as a person, and we've actually had him on on the old Greg DeMarco show before, and and, and I, I talked to, to his wife plenty of times, even recently. But it's like, dude, what? What did you expect? But even before Kenny came in, now we had Kenny pin him, and which you know someone on this program who's speaking right now said exactly that was going to happen, and and it's just. I just think the person who's going to come out of this the absolute worst is Rich Swan. Yeah. No, you agree. I, I feel like this storyline has been interesting as of, I, I would say, to, to Saturday. Because I'll talk a little bit about the developments of tonight's show, which does put a, a spin, maybe some hope on this. But ultimately, there is a big question about how much did, did Impact truly win out of this you know they had again a rise in viewership uh really for just one week and then it kind of steadied slowly i, mean, I don't even say slowly like pretty no, much after the down. third week you know why uh, because here's how they capitalized on all the buzz kenny omega in a motorhome delivering a bad promo <laughs> that's how they capitalized after yeah. impact security told rich swan he couldn't go out there because yeah. the world champion was world out champion. there I just feel like through all of these steps, through the the Tony and Tony promos, through, uh, you know, the cutting of promos with two Don Callis and, and Kenny Omega with really the good brothers kind of just uh, showing their loyalty more towards the Bullet Club to Impact Wrestling. It, I feel like Impact has really suffered a lot from this on their credibility already from a year that they had to kind of struggle and rebuild. 2020 was a, a year that they lost their world champion, that they had a, a, a huge momentous um, period at the beginning of, of 2020 with something that was revolutionary and then slid through with, you know, the pandemic, letting people go controversies and but they've rebuilt they rebuilt by rebuilding the tag division and the knockouts division um they you know put their belt on someone who wasn't only a credible champion but who has been with the company for years and now it's like oh this aew thing sounds great let's just kind of jump on that bandwagon don't really care if they you know slowly dismantle some of the work that we've been doing to be a credible company through, you know, one of the hardest years in the entire existence of humanity, you know, small potatoes in being able to have that, that uh, tying in with AEW and maybe some of their fans. No, it, to me, it just, it didn't feel like the, it was a good ROI at this, up to this point. I, I don't think so. No, I agree with you. And it's just, I mean, I just sat here and told you that Rich Swan never should have been Impact World Champion, right? And all they've done is prove that with everything they've done. I bet Scott Demore and, and Don Callis don't see eye to eye on this whole thing. And I bet they never have. I don't know that. I'm not there. I don't have inside info. Sometimes I do and don't share it. Sometimes I do and I do share it. I don't have it. It's just my observation as someone who, uh, you know, say what you will in, in terms of when I talk about myself, I've done this at least on a certain level. And... And I've been, I've seen it when people don't agree. Like I just have a feeling that Scott Demore and Don Callis didn't see eye to eye and they went with it because of the potential for exposure. Now the exposure is not there and you're kind of stuck with it. And the thing is, impact is nothing like AEW. Impact is nothing like WWE, nothing like NXT. If the, the only product they're close to doesn't exist anymore, and that's Lucha Underground because of the elements that they do off, you know, off stage, so to speak, out, out of the ring. 
they didn't need this. I think they thought they needed this. And I think plenty of people when it first happened thought they needed this. And I can tell you right now, unequivocally, after seeing it for a month or whatever, they didn't need this. And now they're stuck with it. And that's just, if I were them, I'd find the quickest way out and move the hell on. Well, that doesn't look like it's happening because on this week's edition of Impact Wrestling, the one that just aired tonight as we record, um, Matt Hardy returned to Impact Wrestling with Private Party. Um, and he came as their manager, a representative, um, and private party actually was part of the main event, um, facing Chris Saban and James Storm. Um, the only good thing about all this, James Storm. Yes. Yeah. Very happy to see James Storm back, uh, to, uh, be the number one contenders for the impact tag team championship. So didn't, uh, wasn't the last time James Storm showed up at impact, was he teaming with Chris Saban? He was, yes, because, yeah, Alex Shelley was... Are they like the new beer money? Are they like ice cream money or something? Like, what can they be? Uh, hey, look, I'm I'm not mad at that. Bring, bring James Storm back in for... for he needs something. That's where he do. should be. Like, it just fits. Yeah. I, few fits. James Storm and move. Like, oh, there's just so many good things you can do. Instead, you're doing this. Yes. <sighs> um, I'm sorry. But, yeah, so we are going to see AEW's private party... Uh, face the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or maybe sometime soon, but it looks like the partnership keeps on rolling. Now, this aspect, I'm not too mad at. I kind of liked this kind of invasion, especially from Matt Hardy, who has a history with the company. You know, this I I didn't mind at all. Um, I, I felt like this is a new way of telling this story, and I feel pretty hopeful that this is a new chapter. I wouldn't mind not seeing Kenny Omega. It doesn't uh, for a at while all there. I don't. Anymore. I don't think we we will um, because it does seem like they are moving towards a um, Rich Swan Moose angle, um, which I I think is fine. It does sound like. Maybe this is the, the opportunity uh, for them to finally face off one-on-one. Um, but it does seem like the story is going to continue with AEW. I don't mind it if it's not around the world championship. You know, I feel like now the tricky part, too, is, is now it's around your tag team championships. Now, I don't believe private party is going to win the Impact World Tag Team Championship. So that will help Impact. Um, and mm-hmm. to be fair, I do feel like Impact, still is struggling with their tag team division. Now that the North is, is no longer there. Um, Esau Sun and Madman Fulton aren't really a full-time tag team. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns aren't really a full-time tag team right now. Um, they, they have a little bit of a deficit with tag teams. So bringing in some, uh, a team like private party, I think is a, a great one-off. I think it's a great short term story to tell. Um, but it does go back to ultimately who benefits from this is impact going to benefit and it, and chances still feel like it's, it's not so much. So I'm going to surprise you then. I think they're going to win the titles. Oh, and here's the weird thing about it, right? They win the title uh, when you think, okay, if you didn't know who was where and you put private party against oh, yeah. the good brothers, in this inner promotional battle, you would think private party was representing impact wrestling and the good yes. brothers are representing AEW. Right? Absolutely. And I think private party is a better fit in impact wrestling anyway. Right? No, 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 that's and, not, that's not a bad thing. Like that's, that's and I think they're going to the win truth. and I think they're going to excel in matches that they do on impact wrestling. And we'll probably appear on dynamite and dark with the titles as well. And, and probably on dynamite, not just dark. And, and I think, 
that that could be a more entertaining aspect of this promotional feud. They'll eventually lose them back to somebody in Impact Wrestling, and that's fine. Or they'll just keep defending them there because AEW honestly doesn't care if Private Party wrestles in Impact Wrestling as long as they show up on Tuesday and Wednesday for for Dark and Dynamite tapings. Um, it, it's it's, but I think it's I think they're going to win. I really it's one of those gut instinct things, like like my gut instinct, which is usually right but sometimes wrong. Um, I think they're going to win the Impact world tag team championships to give that crossover something actually happened feel to it and i also just i don't know it just feels like they should they feel like it's like rich swan it doesn't feel like the impact world champion it should be moose private party feels like a better impact tag team champions than the good brothers yeah Uh, for whatever i I agree with you there the good brothers haven't really fit in impact wrestling for me anyway I feel like they have added, I mean, they've been able to leverage a lot of impact uh, of the resources and time of impact wrestling for their own projects, like talking shop of mania and their, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. I feel like they knew that coming in and then probably that was going to be part of their deal. Um, and so it, it worked out well for them that they are getting way more from impact. than impact. Everybody just uses impact, them. man. Everybody just uses them. They really do. Yeah. I just, who knows? But, you know, it, it remains to be seen. Um, so, you know, we will see, you know, will Private Party uh, win the Impact World Tag Team Championships? Are we going to see them more in Impact Wrestling? Uh, what is it all about? Who knows? But uh, we'll stay tuned to that. Now, the final story I wanted to get into is we, an uh, announcement can I, that was... Can we uh, take a quick commercial break? Throw that commercial in here and then do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play yeah. producer real quick. Okay. Like Zack Ryder plays wrestler, I'm playing producer. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. 
stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Fuck you, Pat! I always got to throw that in there, especially when he's not around. Poor Pat. <laughs> poor Pat. So nothing. Oh, poor the, Pat. <laughs> the final story of this episode is some news that was announced by WWE uh, happened to be on the same day as Hard to Kill. And that was some news on WrestleMania, not only WrestleMania 37, but 38 and 39. The big news is that WrestleMania 37 had officially been moved to Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, and that it's going to be a two-night event, April 10th and 11th. Uh, Originally, uh, Raymond James Stadium um, was scheduled to host WrestleMania 36 prior to the pandemic, and WrestleMania 37 was scheduled to be in Los Angeles and Hollywood. Um, But because of the pandemic and the world getting on fire, uh, WWE moved WrestleMania 36 to the Performance Center. And up to this point, you know, we weren't sure what was going to happen with with California. Many of us, though, knew that it was likely to be changed because California wasn't a complete lockdown. And so it looked like WWE was not going to be able to run anything in the state of California. And so they decided to do a little bit of a redo and, and bring WrestleMania back to Tampa. And the big deal about this is that they are saying it's happening in Raymond James Stadium. Now, some other big news that also was announced was the next two WrestleManias. Uh, They announced WrestleMania 38 would take place on April 3rd, 2022 at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And WrestleMania 39, which is scheduled for April 2nd, 2023, would be back in California in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. So we have the next three WrestleManias laid out. It's kind of rare. Actually, this is pretty rare uh, to have this. This is very much a Super Bowl-esque type of announcement, uh, having multiple um, WrestleManias announced in one uh, period like this. But it also makes sense for fans to kind of project out and kind of schedule uh, you know, what they would like to do for WrestleManias, especially since it's very much um, going to seem like Uh, attendance is going to be very, very limited. Now, the first thing that I think came to a lot of people's minds for WrestleMania 37 is is a two-night event, April 10th and 11th. I think a lot of wrestling fans are having a sigh of relief. Two-night WrestleMania. The the WrestleMania WrestleMania, uh, 36 was so much more manageable as a two-night event. It just was easier to watch easier to to kind of keep your attention uh it didn't literally take up a whole work day it was not an eight to five job of having to watch wrestlemania you broke it up and so i am a little curious as to why they announced uh wrestlemania 37 as a two-night event whereas wrestlemania 38 and 39 have not yet I say yet because I have a feeling this is going to be the format for pretty much now forever. We've talked about this uh, on your show, even on my show, right after WrestleMania. The two-night format is the way to go. 
Do you agree? There's two camps out there, uh, and I know you're not on the Twitter as much, but there's two camps. There's the the two night format's the way to go, and we love it. And then there's the it should just be one night but shorter because not everybody has to be on the card camp. Um, I'm in your camp. I think the two night format's the way to go. Um, the same people who say WrestleMania should be one night but shorter also love that Wrestle Kingdom's two nights. But you know, wrestling fans on the internet are hypocrites. So wrestling. If if Dynamite did, if AEW did a five night mania themselves, we'd be like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's just because AEW did it. Um, but but so that's why, and I agree with you. And of course, because I interjected my thoughts, and I now forget the question you asked me. Um. But Two but I, good. Yes. I oh good yes I go. definitely definitely yes. think it's good I think it's the way to go I do believe the reason why it's this year's two nights is because barring any craziness even though the state of Florida is is way more liberal about these things um, you're not gonna have a full stadium you're just not it's just not gonna happen and and I think they'll find a great way to present it and and produce it and it'll be highly entertaining and you know, I think you you said this you know even even off air and we talked about it. It's going to be cheap for them, probably. They probably don't, they can probably get the same rental rate and just sell the concessions both nights, and the stadium will keep the concessions and all that. But you can probably sell close to what you would have sold in tickets and do it over two nights, and probably charge a little more. I bet if we see the ticket prices, they'll probably be a little more than they were before because people will pay for it because it's something to do and something amazing that we've missed. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see the two night format continue in the future to probably answer what was going to be your next question. But I also think that it's a wait and see approach in, in my opinion. Like I think, you know, right now you don't know is if, if 18th East stadium in Arlington, Texas will cut you a deal for two nights, like Raymond James stadium probably is right now. You don't know if SoFi stadium would, because in 2022 and 2023, maybe we'll have everybody back and they want to charge a full price. And maybe financially it doesn't make sense for WWE to do that. Remember it's a business. It's the wrestling business, not the wrestling art. Um, I keep harping on that really just to be funny at this point. Um, but so I think that's a wait and see approach. I, if I were a betting man, I would say WrestleMania 37 is not going to be the last two night WrestleMania we see. It's also a bit of social commentary that LA got pushed back two years. This is not going away overnight, even with the vaccine. It'll get better. It will get there eventually, but it's going to take some time. And California being one of the strictest states in the country, that just goes to show you booking California for WrestleMania in 2022, a year from the next WrestleMania was still too risky. They had to go with Texas, the other most liberal state in the country. Yes. Um, Yeah. And so I think that's especially with with wrestling and those scenes, those are two of the most active states right now when it comes to pro wrestling and I'm sure other events as well. So I think it makes sense. Uh, Absolutely. I think as as West Coasters, we're a little disappointed that we now have to wait two more years to get a West Coast WrestleMania. But at the end of the day, they are trying to bring back WrestleMania in its form as a live event. And uh, again, I, I agree. I think the two night event is the way to go. Being able to see what what they can do in Arlington is it, it, a lot harder to plan on a year by year basis now. As, as much as I actually like the announcement the way that it is, where instead of kind of this anticipation of where it is next year, knowing a few years in advance is actually, uh, I think, a fun way to release and share this information. It also gets fans kind of planning ahead of time. You know, there are going to be fans who will need two years to save up to figure out how they're going to get to Texas or to California or just knowing that that's going to be on their radar. So having that and plan out in advance for some fans is is great. 
Um, and again, if, if we are anticipating a two night structure, being able to, to kind of anticipate that. And, uh, you know, I, I do think too, it's a good thing that WWE isn't, is, is being very cognizant and aware of how states are managing uh, the, the pandemic. And we still don't know what's going to happen with it. We don't know how each state is going to operate, but it does seem like a safe bet. One, with the relationship and partnership they already have uh, with, with Tampa. Um, and again, it's pretty much just doing what they should have done last year and finally kind of doing that re- redo, that do-over. Um, and in Texas, you know, again, too, it's also one of the biggest stadiums in the entire U.S., so you can do a lot more social distance um, seating and also have a good capacity, too. So it does allow for them to kind of have the best of both worlds. Um, also, again, they've, they've done it there before, and it's more of a sure bet that they're going to be able to run it in a year. Um, and, and with California, I think with a lot of trial and error, the things that they do for these first two years will be lessons learned. So by the time they hit um, California, they're going to hopefully feel a lot more prepared and comfortable with, if needed, social distancing measures and seating and uh, layouts and precautionary measures and all of those things. So a couple uh, thoughts, a couple thoughts yeah. real quick. Um, two completely independent, separate thoughts. Number one. The, the bulk announcement that took place on Sunday, um, and I'm not going to answer the comparison question with another company that, that I know you want to bring up that I love, so we should. But the NFL, when they made their last Super Bowl announcement, they announced several. The Olympics yeah, announced several cities at once. Like this they've been is, doing that, yeah. Yeah, WWE's kind of been time. one of the rarities in all of this, and now they've sort of followed that lead with the bulk announcements. Number two, moving WrestleMania in California to 39, two years from now, gives you over two years to get on the Rock's Outlook calendar so that he can be at WrestleMania 39. So I'm telling you right now, barring injury, WrestleMania 39, you will see The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Book it. It'll be there. Book it. Everything between now and then doesn't matter because we're getting The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania 39. Yes. Well, and I'll allude to it briefly. The last last topic that we'll talk about this, or the thing we'll talk about this, is that this information actually came out on Saturday. Um, and that was also the same day as Hard to Kill, the very highly anticipated match with Kenny Omega. Um, now the announcement, the way that a that uh, WWE did it was really funny with the the fake newscast and all of that. I think it was a great way to announce it. Um, so so kudos to them. But it did get me wondering why, out of all the days of the week, out of all the times they could share this, did they decide to share it? On, on probably one of the other bigger days in wrestling. Was it coincidence? Was it just, you know, something that was already planned out? Or did they do this on purpose to try and steal some of the attention and thunder from Impact? Because I will tell you, a lot more people were talking about WrestleMania on Saturday than uh, Impact. Um, and it could be, again, whether the show delivered to you, I think it was just more kind of the the prestige and the news of, of WrestleMania with the changes, the locations they had announced, actually having fans at uh, at stadiums and having a two-night event. Um, I think that those were all pretty big elements of the announcements that got fans' attention. But yeah, I, and I'm... Um, what do you think? Was it coincidence? I mean, this is a business. If right. you think about it business-wise, why, why not announce it during a day that fans are already kind of glued to social media? And why not try and steal a little bit of thunder away from this AEW impact partnership. 
So I was scrolling through because I wanted to see because when this got announced, like I texted you, I texted Patrick, and and I texted you at at our time five fifty five, which East Coast time would have been seven fifty five p.m. So it would have been during Hard to Kill, right? Um, first off, not a ton of people glued to social media for Hard to Kill. Let's not kid ourselves, okay? Um, not. Second off, this got announced during the NBC pregame show for that night's NFL playoff game is when this got announced. Um, if you're WWE, what do you care about more? Your partnership with NBC and having your major announcement be basically done through the NFL that the world is watching or kick an impact in the balls just a little bit. Like, Look, what do you I, think, I think they deal? did a little bit of balls and they were happy about I it. Think, I think the impact thing was convenient and I'm sure they were happy about it. I mean, if they announced it and there was no hard to kill versus announcing it and there was hard to kill, what'd they really take from it? I mean, no, I mean, it was I, just I, tiny I little it, impact already yeah. had like this little sliver and they took a little bit of it away. Um, I think it's bad luck, you know, sorry about your damn luck for impact wrestling because this happened when it did. But at the same time, I just think it's, they were a victim of circumstance that WWE has this partnership with NBC and or Fox, I think, but I'm pretty sure this is during the, the NBC announcement. And that's where it was. That's what time their game was. That's when their pregame show was. I think in this case, um, I think Impact Wrestling was Rich Swan and just an innocent, innocent bystander who ended up being a victim. I really think this had more to do with the NBC partnership and the way they could release that news. And yeah, people were talking about it. And I'm sure it took some attention away from Hard to Kill. But the diehards were still going to watch it. And, and that's just what it is. If it was a free broadcast, if Impact got different cable clearance or something like that, I'd feel differently. But to me, it was it was more about the opportunity WWE had to partner with NBC Universal on the announcement. Well, again, stay tuned. Big big announcements seem to, to be coming uh, very early on in 2021. Um, and, of course, we will be watching WrestleMania when it airs in April. So make sure you stay tuned to this podcast and others from the ChairShot Radio Network. And that's it. We wrapped up another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. All three topics covered. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If this is your first time listening or watching us, well, Thank you very much. Um, if you didn't know, you can watch this podcast uh, through the Chair Shots YouTube channel. You can see these lovely faces. Uh, but you may just be listening to this uh, through the chairshot.com or your favorite podcasting platform, such as Google, iTunes, Spotify, Podbay, whatever it is. Let us know. You can subscribe, rate, and review. So you subscribe and get notifications every time a new episode drops. You can leave a five-star rating, and you can also leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Uh, Give some input on topics that you'd like for us to cover in the future or just what you think of the show as is. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Me, myself, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Chairshot Greg. And of course, follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, you got to visit thechairshot.com, your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions, and more wrestling, sports, and entertainment. All of those things you can find on thechairshot.com. No, thechairshot.com.
always use your head. Oh, I almost got it. Almost. Not. But you're good. We're good. We're good. Yes. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you again so much for listening. I so much appreciate all of the listeners and viewers of this show. Um, it means a lot. I'm so excited that we are in the second show of 2021. Much more to come. So make sure you stay tuned. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. is enough! I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open the fucking window. Wild card, bitches! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.